0: podcast with your host James St. Smythe. Today we'll be discussing the 2006 flick Rocky Balboa. That's right, we're going to keep going with Rocky for a while. I might as well just finish it. Got Rocky Balboa, then Creed and Creed 2. Let's keep it going. I enjoyed it. I had a good old time with Rocky 5 last time. That's the first time anyone said that about Rocky 5, that they enjoyed something about it, but I enjoyed shitting all over it for an hour. I hope you did too. What am I drinking today? Uh, I'm drinking Crown Peach on the Rocks. Huh. I think that's that's interesting, St. John Smythe. You don't really strike me as the kind of fella that drinks uh, flavored liquor. Well, normally I'm not. But have you ever had it? It's pretty delicious. This started at my aunt's house. She had Crown Peach and she was swearing by it. My aunt's a bit of a drunk as well. And she said, try it. So I tried it. And, she, and I was like, this is delicious. And she said, usually I drink it, crown peach with iced tea. But I'm all out of tea. So I just drink it on the rocks now, as if she just can't go back to the store and get some more tea. So that's how I did it. And I had three in a row. And I was like, well, this is like, who drinks three crown on the rocks, you know, for lunch on Easter Sunday to celebrate our Lord rising from the dead? The ultimate magic trick. Well, I do, I guess. So crown peach, if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. I know that salted caramel, which just sounds horrific, but I had it one time, crown salted caramel. It's pretty goddamn delicious. The crown apple's good. I hate to like support that kind of thing, the flavored liquors, but they actually are pretty solid. So there's my advertisement for the week and I'll be collecting. Now crown, that's a big check. You know, it's not like the whorehouses and the money laundering businesses that usually sponsor this show. Crown, I mean, that's big time. Someone's got to keep daddy in furs. So anyway, Rocky Balboa, 2006. Now, obviously, as most of us know, Rocky V was an absolute dog shit, horrific diarrhea dump of a mess. And Sly was trying to get this movie made forever. And we always heard rumors of it, but we never actually thought it would happen. And they got the go ahead. Dude, the buildup for this movie with me and my co-host Peter Frank was huge. And um, we were just so excited. And it sounded like he was finally going to get the ending that he wanted or, or more that he, uh, an ending that he more envisioned than Rocky v. I remember actually seeing this movie because my co-host Peter Frank and I, we used to do like this annual party with all of our friends and we had a pig roast that night. We got so shit hammered on just terrible alcohol. And the next morning we woke up, it was freezing cold We had to clean out... It's called a Cajun microwave, something you roast a pig in. We had to clean that up. And then we went to go see the first showing of Rocky Balboa in our clothes from the night before. Like, we smelled like a bonfire. We were so hungover and nauseous. Uh, So that was my experience of seeing Rocky Balboa for the first time. So, let's just get started. We get the Rocky Crawl. I love this Rocky Crawl. Uh, The yellow... The music is the best of the whole series. Let's see, my favorite Rocky Crawl is... I think Rocky 3, with the belt and the yellow Rocky 3 going by. Um, Rocky 4, there is no crawl. just the gloves exploding. Rocky 2 is the yellow, but the noise of the fight is pretty great from Rocky 1. Rocky 1 is pretty basic. The white Rocky and Rocky 5 I really like. And then Rocky Balboa is the solid one. And during the crawl, I don't know, Rocky's doing, I don't know, he's just like walking around or some. I don't know what he's doing. He's just like walking around. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, you see how much right off the bat, huh? You can see how much research I've done. Uh, and it cuts to the chant. Mason Dixon have you know having some knockout, and we get what's a big theme for this movie, like this expository dialogue that really walks you through everything. The fans are mad as hell. They don't want to take it anymore. They seem to be blaming Dixon, a good fighter, for the decline of the sport. Pelting him with ice. Maybe this angry, visceral reaction will pressure Dixon to fight someone. You know, like really hammer the point home in case we couldn't figure it out on our own? Which is, well, more on that later, but it's a little bit of a problem for me in this movie. Uh, And we cut to Take It Back. Do 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 do, Take It Back. And you know all I'm hearing? Royalty checks for Frank Stallone, baby. You see? And they let Frank sing this time. They didn't let Frank sing in Rocky V. That's why it sucks so much. They let Frank sing. They leave the, Frank, the singing to Frank in this movie. And the film is much better for it. I mean, that was the big tragedy of Rocky V. Other than the poverty in Sage Stallone. It was not letting Frank use his God-given abilities. Those sultry vocal cords that were all aching to hear. So thank God, and good for them, and three cheers for them. So uh, Rocky wakes up. Is this still the same house, uh, uh, like Pauly's old house? Where, where is he right now? Because the outside looks the same, but the inside, not quite. I, I'm, I'm confused, and I, I pray to God it's not his same house. And we got the same turtles, Cuff and Link, apparently. Hey, Cuff Link, what are you, drowning down there? Um, He does his little morning workout, which is uh, five pull-ups. He leaves like some gumdrops outside his window. I, I I was never quite sure what that was. Is that like what poor kids do? They just like run up to people's windowsills and they have like cheap, shitty candies like those strawberry candies or circus peanuts and they just pick it up for free? Is that a thing? Uh, so we go to the cemetery. So, you know, it starts on a high note. And apparently Adrian's dead and Rocky and Paulie are there, you know, paying their respects. And apparently it's the anniversary of Adrian's death. Another nice, uh, cheery moment. So we cut to uh, Robert's office, Rocky Jr. And his boss is really eating his ass. Apparently he just sucks at his job. Shocker! Um, and more of this kind of... It's like there's either it's like some expository dialogue in this movie or some dialogue that's kind of like forced or awkward or something. You caught me off guard. Yeah, I know I caught you off guard. I, I wanted to catch you before you got too busy. Yeah, it gets busy up there. That kind of, more on that later, again, but and Robert's pouting about, I don't know what and Rocky wants him to come to dinner since it's his mom, you know, Adrian's anniversary and he says he'll change his plans and come and then we cut to Rocky going to the market, you know, he's getting fish he's getting veggies, he's, uh, you know haggling with the dirty gypsies of Philadelphia and we cut to uh, his restaurant that he runs now Adrian's Spider Rico's there for God knows what reason and he's telling fighting stories to the crowd, and some of them seem to be into it, and some of them say, can you stop bothering us? I'm trying to have a nice meal with my wife. And you get a cameo from Frank Stallone, huh? I mean, now we're talking. This is a movie. There's some star power in here. How, how'd that call go? Hey, Sly, I heard you, you, you doing another Rocky? Yeah, I am. You think You think I can get a part? Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Come on over. You could be one of the fucking jerk offs eating a chicken parmesan while I ramble on about something. Uh, and then Robert cancels like a big prick. Ah, it's the anniversary of your mom's death. Like, that's not that out of the realm of expectations. Like, when your dad says, hey, why don't you come have dinner with me on the anniversary of your mom? It was just us three. That, that's the only family we have. Just us three. I'm not counting Paulie because he's a piece of shit. So I open a m- restaurant and named it after your mom. It's her anniversary of her death. Why don't we have dinner there every year? I don't think it's asking too much. So he cancels like a dick. I don't know why. And Rocky doesn't like it. And we basically just get a tour of Philly in uh, Rocky's rape van. (laughs) That van, man. You gotta get a paint job on that or something. Get get, get something else, man. Because you're gonna get some some suspicious looks. And Pauly's drinking throughout the whole thing. They go to the pet shop. I'm, I'm shocked that place hadn't been firebombed by now. I tell you, if I was in the Rocky universe, I would have firebombed it. I, I would If I was in the Rocky universe, I would have killed so many people, by the way. Not, not just that pet shop I would have firebombed. Uh, I, a lot of folks. Uh, Buddy from Rocky 1. We, we could start there. Dipper. That motherfucker, that, uh, that cocksucking director of, of that Beast Aftershave commercial. He's number one on my list. That kid who tries to keep up with Rocky when he runs in Rocky 2. Everyone in Rocky V, I kill them all too. That If I was in the Rocky universe, that would be like the background plot. There's also a serial killer on the loose in Philadelphia. Goes by the name of St. John Smythe. So then Rocky goes to his old apartment, about when he took her upstairs for the first time and made her uncomfortable, had his way with her. You see the actual tenant come out of the thing like, Get the fuck off my front porch! That's a bad part of town, man. You can't be going up to people's p- front porches and start lingering there with some drunk dude. You get shot. And they go to the ice rink, and that did get firebombed because that was, like, leveled. They just assumed it was better to just have gravel there than an actual structure. And he's reminiscing, not making much sense. And Polly keeps, like, bitching about everything, uh, not wanting to be there because he didn't treat her so good. Oh, you don't say. Um, I, you you did have 65 million chances to correct your ways, and you didn't. And he doesn't want to do this anymore, and Rock's living backwards because he just keeps thinking about the past. How do you think that talk went? Whenever Rocky was like, "Paulie, you want to go um take a tour of all like the spots I used to go to with Adrian? You know, Adrian, your dead sister that you hated." Paulie's like, "Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be feeling well that day. What when, when? When is it? What day is it? Yeah, I I got I think I'm gonna have diarrhea that day. I can't make it." And he goes to Andy's bar, the Lucky Seven Tavern. Because, you know, Adrian used to go there all the time. And the bartender is Little Marie from Rocky 1. Says, sorry about Adrian, woman cancer, or whatever. I was assuming it was a pet shop disease. And he says, yeah, I remember you. You said, screw you, creepo. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I remember because I was having an absolute shit day. And I was actually trying to help you from getting gang raped by those losers you were hanging out with. And you about told me to go fuck myself. And I legit thought, where would be a good spot to leave her body? No one would care. Her parents would probably be relieved. The only person that would miss her was that group of guys that she blows every night. I mean, I was a loan shark for a a mobster. And that's the closest I ever came to killing someone. But how are you otherwise? (laughs) Um, And then this trash can wheels up to Rocky. Hey, is that you? Is that really you? It's like this so heavy-handed... Trashy person didn't let him have his drink. Then was that your man or something? No, I don't think so. I don't think sly has been around trashy poor people for a long time because they, they're they're a little more subtle. They usually like, don't even have the will to speak. You know, that's the that's the poor people I see. Uh, so she like wants them to buy him around. Hey, you got the money? No, I don't. And goes on that classic white trash rant. You think you're better than me? No one, you know, like n- no one's ever better than. Anyone that's white trash. You ever notice that? That's always their line. You think you're better than me? You're not better than me. Ah, uh, yeah I am. Most folks are. You you are like horrible. You you're a criminal. Rocky's not better than that girl. I think Rocky is better than that girl. You think you're better than me. Oh Jesus, shut the fuck up. Oh you think you're a big shot now? Well, I guess not as much now, but I was heavyweight champ twice. Which is pretty special, so yeah, Mike, maybe a little. Rocky's gotta stop hanging around this neighborhood, man. It's a horrible place. I mean, he's in there for three seconds. I can't say enough bad things about Rocky's old stomping grounds in Philly. The pet shop, mix, the bar, with the, the bar, it's all like within four feet. The docks. I hate this place. Stop hanging out in this shitty place. Uh, you, you, you keep getting haggled all the time. Someone always fucks with you. Stop going to these places. You're 60 years old. Enough. Radrian never went to this bar. Don't go there. Stop hanging out with trashy people. These are yo-yo people. And you, you know what they say. You know, with yo-yo people, you get yo-yo friends. So then he gives little Marie a ride home. Then those people come out. You, you disrespect us? Starts talking shit to Rocky. She's got pajama pants on. Now that is perfect. Whoever came up with that? If, if the costume designer of this movie, give her an Oscar. That's what the, uh, uh, pajama pants. Uh, brilliant. That is perfect. And the dude's talking shit to Rocky. You punch drunk, goofy bastard. I kind of like that line. You ain't even got a car to take that pig home. Man, they actually do have some good lines. You can tell they've talked shit before. I mean, look, I know they're shitty. I know they're like probably drunk. But I mean, honest to God, dude, in what world are you talking that much shit to a former heavyweight champ? And it's just like that one dude and three girls. You know, like... What did you think was gonna happen of course Rocky goes over there and just starts roughing him up and it's like shut the mother fuck up you with your ponytail whatever the hell he looks like and just roughs him up and I, I just wish he would have kept going and the girls watching are just like oh my God I think he needs to, I think he needs to go see see a hospital so he gets back in the van and little Marie's like oh my God I think I love him <laughs> so he takes her home to little Marie's shitty house, and I cannot stress shitty enough. It is like, that that, that place should be condemned. And they're talking about, I'm gonna look for an apartment. Apartments are nice. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. That kind of weird dialogue that has. And Rocky's like, okay, I I can't in good conscience drop you off here. Y'all come stay with me. I mean, my house sucks too, but it's nothing like this. It sucked even worse. Last movie, uh, it was me, Adrian, Pauly, my stupid kid. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Tommy go and slept the night one, one time um, Robert's fucking terrible friends um, and she sees her kid it's another weird dialogue what's he doing out so late that your kid yeah wish he wouldn't stay out so late <laughs> you know like am I the only one that thinks some of this di- it's like weird Rocky starts talking about him because he assumes it's the white kid yeah, he's got that big Irish hair yeah it's the other one Jamaican European <laughs> was you on a cruise ship or something? Yes, that's what happened. I was on a cruise ship about 20 years ago. They picked me up at the docks in Philadelphia, and I took a cruise by myself, and I fucked one of the guys on the boat. That's, ex- that's exactly what happened. And he says, what's his name? And she says, Steps, shorts for Stevenson. And Rocky says, that's a stupid name. You should change it. And he's like, is it looking does it look like he's angry at me, or is it just the angle? I love that line. And he meets Steps. So, is no one impressed with this guy at all? Being a heavyweight champ, a local hero, uh, like a god in Philadelphia? Uh, It seems like everyone just isn't impressed by Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia. I mean, if I was 18 and I met like Tyson, well, I hope my mom wouldn't be dating Mike Tyson, (laughs) but, you know, let's say, uh, you know, let's not say dating. Let's let's say Evander Holofield. I just met him. Holy shit, it's, not, it's an honor to meet you, sir. How is your ear? Tell me all about it. Oh my God. Can I get you anything? Would you like a drink, a cigar? Right this way, Mr. Holyfield. You think I'd be giving him a fucking attitude? Or talking shit to him? My God. I have a death wish. So uh, we cut to Mason Dixon's old gym with Marvin Martin, whatever his, his trainer's name is. I actually like this guy, the, the actor that plays him. Um And apparently Dixon's people fired him and he's telling them that he needs to be tested i hadn't been tested yet and i don't know what they're talking about but it's some heartfelt thing it's actually a nice scene it would be even nicer if i remembered what they talked about but you know that information is sadly past my memory so i, I don't know anymore i'm sorry but i'm sure it was a lovely scene and um and and i and i, and I celebrate it <laughs> uh so little marie and steps come to the restaurant and he offers them a ride home you know, they don't have a car. (laughs) Um, Offers to give Steps a job. Why are you being so nice? And Rocky tells her his wife's gone, but she really isn't gone, if you know what I mean. I may be poor, but I'm still Rocky Balboa. So, you know, get that out of your head right now. And then we cut to uh, Robert and his just douchebag friends at this, like, pub. Dude, Robert sucks at picking friends, by the way. I haven't forgotten his friends from Rocky 5. Those pieces of shit. I hate those people. I don't even li- I don't like his friends from Rocky 4 either. You think I forgot about them? Watching the fight? What do you think we are, nerds? Shut the fuck up. and uh, Get out of my house. It's Christmas. What's with all these people going over to the Balboa house on Christmas? It's Christmas. Y'all go with y'all's family. Stop bothering us. Leave the Balboas alone on Christmas. God damn it. Bunch of hyenas. I, I, I hate these guys. Baby Rocky. Baby Rocky. What kind of fucking losers watch a simulation fight and they're like getting on their feet cheering. They're going nuts. They're taking shots. And like Mason Dixon's friends are like cheering on their feet when Bert Sugar picks Dixon in that fight. Like, guys, this isn't real, you know? I mean, if I watch that, I'm like, oh, interesting. Or, you know, I'm not going berserk like an animal. What's wrong with these people? It's enough. Calm down. Um So anyway, yeah, Rocky wins the stupid computer fighter, the whatever it is. Hooray. It's basically, you know, it's Rocky in his prime versus Dixon in his prime. Rocky wins. That's what the computer says. Okay. That's just something to chat about on the sports channel one night. Uh Then we cut to Rocky and Steps going to a pound to get a dog. Punchy. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You know what poor people love? Buying a pet. I mean, every homeless person on the street, they always have a pet. Every poor person I know has a pet. Boy, I just hammer on poor people, don't I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it is true, though. They always have a dog. Now, I have a dog. And I re- i mean, it's, it's like, it's shots. I mean, they, they get worms. You got to take it to a vet. Uh, buy food. It, it kills a kid. You got to pay for that shit. got to pay for that funeral. I mean, they're, they're not cheap. And every person that can barely rub two pennies together, what's the first thing they go do? Buy a dog. Ah, oh, jeez. Well, Cindy Smythe, maybe they're just trying to, like, bond, and it's a metaphor for an old dog versus old Rocky, you know? Like, they're trying to kind of string it all together. Okay, well, fair enough. You know, sometimes metaphors go over my head. I'm sorry. So anyway, we cut to Adrian's. And Pauly comes in, starts drinking, to watch the, uh, that whatever fight. I do love that montage uh, with the like opera music when Steps is looking at all his old stuff. Like I guess I just like that Steps is actually acknowledging or someone acknowledging that this guy was fucking brilliant and this guy was a big fucking deal. Can we just can we say that out loud? I mean this guy's a this guy's a hero. So Polly comes in and watches that fight. Italian food cooked up by a bunch of Mexicans ain't so special. I love that. He hates Steps. Steps' skin's a little too dark for Polly. And then Spider Rico passes by and just tears fucking daggers at Polly. Paulie's getting it from all ends at this restaurant. He hates black people. He hates Spider Rico. He hates the Mexicans cooking all the food. So anyway, finally get the uh, the cartoon fight, as he calls it. And Rocky wins. So it's like, oh, neato. And then the analysts say that Rocky was overrated for a second. Or skip Bayless, leave it to that dickhead. And then Rocky gets all butthurt about it. And after that... Uh, he meets Robert on the street and tells him he wants to fight and Robert's like Ugh. Uh, Jesus Christ we're gonna do this again and I, I, there's a couple good couple good quotes from rocky on this I like it I th- you think you should stop trying things because you had a few too many birthdays I do not only the clothes is different like it's sad you know like someone's getting older but they still have something to offer but no one gives a shit about them anymore and it's sad and that's I guess what the whole movie's about. And I like the line like time is going to catch up to all of us and Rocky says, "Yeah, especially if you're standing still." Like, yeah, I'd like to keep fucking living. Am I supposed to just be put out to pasture and just sit around run this shitty restaurant with all the, f- the maggots and the food poisoning? I mean, we've had we've had 3 cases this month. And apparently like the, the relationship with him and Robert didn't great. I just wanted us to get involved, you know, home team. That's the only thank god, the only reference they make to Rocky 5. So Rocky's deciding he's going to do, like, some small local club fights or whatever. And he goes to the meatpacking plant. Paulie's just being a dick. Shocker. If this is about the money, just hang a sign around your neck and say, punch me, $5, you'll make big money. I don't really get that joke. And has has he been chain-smoking for the last 30 years? That laugh he has. Someone needs to check up on him. Is Burt Young okay? And he says he's still got some stuff in the basement. Are you mad because Adrian left you? Dude, what are you, a dick? There's some sad stuff in this, too. Like, I just didn't know it was supposed to be this hard. You want to come help me train? I can't, right? I got to stay here. I understand. It's like, wow, this is kind of sad. So he goes to get his license after that. That dipshit lawyer from Rocky Five. he's in there. Don't think I didn't notice him. I remember that voice anywhere. I wonder if he's playing the same character or not, or if it's just the same actor. Yeah. You know, uh, I wonder about stuff like that. That's what keeps Sinjin Smith up at night. Three in the morning, I'll wake up sometimes. Was that the same actor or the same character in Rocky V or Rocky Balboa? I wonder. And I, I shake my wife awake. And I say, "Honey, wake up now! It's it's an emergency." And she says, "Oh my God! What 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 happened?" And I said, "The guy from Rocky Five, the lawyer, and then the the dude the dude that's in charge of Rocky's license in Rocky Balboa. You think that was the same character, or do you think it was just the same actor?" playing two different parts and my wife says i don't know but i think i want a divorce so anyway uh rocky passed the test but they deny his application anyway so why'd you give me those tests if you weren't going to pass me we got to stand by our decision and deny your request okay that doesn't really answer my question asshole you haven't changed from rocky 5 if you are the same character your character hasn't changed from rocky 5 has it and a commercial can it get Um, so Rocky gives this big inspirational speech about how when you're older, you've paid your dues, so you've kind of earned the right to end things the way you want to end it, and people don't have a right to tell you you can't. Something like that, huh? See, I think I did a pretty good job there of reconstructing that. And he leaves, and the people on the board are like, holy shit, did you hear that speech? That was amazing. Approved! (laughs) <laughs> they're all they're all moved by it so you know and then Robert's cock sucking friends tell him about how he got approved for a license or whatever so we cut to uh, Mason's gym and Mason's team wants him to fight Balboa because there's no one else out there uh, who, who the fuck is that bald guy with the earring uh, something about this guy I don't like man something about the cut of this guy's jib I just don't dig man he's not from me Everyone knows you could kick this old man's ass, but you don't. Is he a bad actor? Is it bad dialogue? I don't know. Something about him I don't like. And now, I and, and you know, I made a new enemy. And it's him. And I don't like him. Put that on my people I'd kill in the Rocky <laughs> series. I'm not sure if it's, you know, worthy of death, but, you know, it's a fictional movie, so I can do whatever I want. It's fine. So they want him to fight Rocky, and he says, no, I'm going back to Martin or Marvin or whatever, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, So we cut to little Marie's during the day because it's the only safe time to visit that house. Rock, how come you never visit at night? Because uh, I don't want a shiv stuck in my thigh, Marie. So anyway, they go to walk the dog for a second. You call the dog Punchy? I think that's disrespectful. That's kind of a, a little bit of a cunty line, I always thought. What's so bad about Punchy? What, what's, what's wrong with that word, name? And offers her a hostess job, and she starts getting cunty again. She gets pissed because she doesn't think she's attractive enough or something. And, I don't know, Rocky starts rambling about something, and I think he skipped his medicine that day. And something about dancing bears and kangaroos. or Was, was the kangaroo thing from earlier? Uh, I don't know, but she's in love, so she just says yes. She says, you know, I just thought about the girl at the Lucky... I wasn't listening to what you said, but I thought about the girl... At the Lucky 7 Tavern that's been harassing me every night. And, uh, you know, this is not such a bad idea. I changed my mind. If you say no, I'll stand here until a bus comes and say, you're going over and mash me because Little Marie won't work at the restaurant. And she says, there hasn't been a bus down here in 20 years. Oh, shocker. Really, not even public transportation will go there. That's how horrible this place is. Have I made my thoughts clear on what I think about Little Marie's house? Have y'all gotten the point yet? I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not going there. You can't make me go there. I'm not doing it. I can't. I won't. Let's take a little break for the advertisements. Um, we actually have an old advertiser for a Rocky movie that's going to come back and advertise with us. So that's not you know, a return return commercial. Uh, beast Aftershave, everybody. All right. Beast Aftershave. Let's see what the copy is. Uh, in the morning, I splash it on and it makes me smell manly. And in the morning I splash it on and it surrounds my face with class. And Beast Aftershave will turn the women into beasts. I don't know how, yeah. If you want to be the king of the beasts and smell like a jungle cat, splash on Beast Aftershave. In the afternoon when I put it on to go out with the guys (laughs) and have a rendezvous, uh, Beast Aftershave is the aftershave for me. Oh, God. When I put it on, they will go out with the guys. <laughs> well, I do like the Beast After Shave copy. So uh, yeah, everyone buy Beast After Shave. Wonderful product. Listener question: uh, Rocky news? Oh, we had the Ro- Rocky versus Drago. Uh, I could probably do a whole separate podcast on it, but it was I, I liked it. Like, like the first twenty minutes was just Rocky Three, which you know, no complaints here. Um, but it was like more serious I guess not that Rocky 4 wasn't serious but like they took out the robot thank God I love the picture slot I tell him that robot that he's out there we gotta lose you what did I do well just I don't know no one liked you like no one liked you oh okay sorry I bothered you with my friendship um like no kid reacting during the fight uh they make it a little more like, focused on Apollo, and they make, they focus a little more on Drago in the whole, like, he's being forced to do this. Like, he's Frankenstein's monster kind of thing. And less about, like, oh, you killed my friend, so now I'm gonna get you. You know? uh Which doesn't make you hate Drago as much, so I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, because that was part of the fun. I mean, you really hate Drago by the time this fight starts, and so it's fun to see Rocky kill him. But yeah, like, I, I liked what, I liked it. I liked what he was trying to do with it. I just don't think the footage was there, you know? Like, he just didn't have the material to turn that movie into that kind of narrative a little bit, you know what I mean? There just wasn't the reaction shots, there wasn't the dialogue, he just didn't have what he needed. Um, I liked it, though. But it just made for a lot of, like, random cut scenes. You could tell we're just off. Um, The announcing, there wasn't much announcing during the fights because it was so choreographed, and then the announcing was going straight for that choreography. Uh... They must have used every deleted scene like the, I mean, sometimes you you know why a scene is deleted, why a deleted scene is deleted. It's because it wasn't good. It's like when someone, after they die, they come out with like a new album, like when Michael Jackson died. It's like, oh, new Michael Jackson songs that weren't on Thriller or all these albums. Like, yeah, it wasn't on there for a reason, man. It wasn't good. Like, that's why, Um, you know, there's some truth to that. And no, we're not going to make any Michael Jackson jokes. Grow up. No diddling jokes. Nothing about how I thought that he should be the new Batman villain called the Diddler. I'm not going to I'm not going to take that route and start making immature jokes. That's enough. So there's Rocky versus Drago. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about it at some future date. But I don't feel like talking about it right now. So, you know, deal with that. Uh, listener question. Another anonymous. Anonymous writes, Sinjin Smythe, this isn't a joke. You won't make it till Christmas. I'm going to kill you. Dude, what the fuck, man? That's like seven death threats I've gotten. All my fan mail is just from prisons. Every day. Prisoner 656, United States Penitentiary. Prisoner 7794, Northern Correctional Facility. Prisoner 4464, Idaho State Maximum Security Institution. It's enough. How do they even get access to my podcast? Can't they not have sharp objects? I get it because my wit is so sharp. Oh, he's, like, he's got some jokes. All right. Well, if you want to kill me, just get it over with and stop threatening me, prick. Stupid prisoner with your dumb prison outfit. So anyway, back to the movie. Uh, Polly gets fired. <laughs> like, how has this not happened yet? I would have fired Polly the first day on the job. He was doing such a pa- bang up job painting all day. So how long did he actually work there? I mean, he worked there in Rocky One. Then he collected for Gazzo. I don't know why or how. In Rocky Three, he wasn't working. Rocky Four, he wasn't working. Rocky Five, God knows what he was doing. So, what do you take Like a thirty-year hiatus, and then started working there again. So he goes to the restaurant, and he'd been drinking. And this is the first time Little Marie's seen drunk Polly. So this is you know this is upsetting for anyone to see this kind of all-star level alcoholic and she goes to Rocky and she's like, this is, this is bad. I've seen some trash before at the lucky seven tavern, but, and you know, and, and at my house, but like, we've hit a new low, the guy in the, in the, in the Gilligan hat (laughs) with the, with the black eye and the slab of beef yelling about Indians. Um, I say we just skip the cops and just kill him. We have, you know, we have the shotgun in the kitchen. Let's just kill him. No, he's just a relative, a relative the guy that's passed out on the fucking raw brisket i mean he's he's frightening the customers so paulie sure enough starts screaming about watches and or whatever all over the restaurant C- customers are like what the fuck it's happening right now and then rocky goes out in the alley to like follow him just doesn't acknowledge what just happened and he's like it takes guts climbing back in the ring stuff in the basement whatever like wait what Rocky's like, wait, I'm actually kind of upset with you. You know how hard it is to run a restaurant, especially if you have the intellectual capacity that I do, and you come storming in with your beef and your drunken ramblings. Can't do that, man. Is this like supposed to make it look like Paulie's kind of going through the same thing? Like people are moving on without him. Like he has something to offer, but he has he was put out to pasture because Paulie's got nothing to offer. Let me tell you something. I've looked into him. I've done the research. I mean, you know on this show we do heavy research, and we didn't find anything on Polly. So, uh, he goes back in the restaurant, and Dixon's people are there, and they're like, before we get started, what the fuck was that? Who was that? Is this the kind of shit that goes on over here? That drunk dude? Um, so they offer him an exhibition with Dixon. Big money in Vegas, all that stuff. You know, I, you know you, you've know, seen the movie. They're donating to charity. It's good to give. Um, and Rocky's like I wasn't really planning on this and they're like you you know you gotta do it and he looks up to you and all this stuff it was his idea so he asks little Marie about it and he drops her off that night and they start chatting about it and little Marie starts giving some inspirational speech again this is like that expository dialogue or or that kind of dialogue that like has to beat us over the head with it she says you know I'm I know I don't say much you know I'm always listening and looking thank you Thank you for explaining your character to me. You don't have to just tell us this is a movie. It's more of a visual medium. Now, there's some dialogue that needs to be spoken to the audience so we know what the hell's going on. But usually, you just show people what your character is and what they do. I know I don't say much. You know, I'm always listening and looking. You think Adrian would have said that, like in Rocky 3 when she gave that speech on the beach to Rocky? Hey, you know, Rocky, I, you know, I'm, like, before I get started, you know, I, I'm usually not. I'm usually pretty quiet. I'm always listening and looking. And then she just rattles off that big speech. Like, nah, we get it. We're not stupid. We know she's like a soft-spoken, shy girl. And now she's she's the one that's going to make you do it. It's like kind of the ironic thing or whatever. The person that's quiet is going to fire you up and, and make you do it. We get it. You don't have to tell us about it. That's, you know, I'm not a film buff, but I know that's not great. Uh, so I guess Rocky's going to do it. And we cut to the press conference. And Duke's back. Tony, Duke, whatever his name is. We never really are clear on that. And they're off, They're asking just stupid questions. Mason gets so mad that he has to use a different microphone. He has to get to the podium. And they're like, sir, that's for the MC, all right? Sit your ass down. I'm the champ. I'm doing this fight for y'all. Thank you. Way to really get your image back in check. I'm, I don't even want to do this. I'm doing it for y'all. Oh, appreciate it. And then after that, uh, fucking frowny biscuit comes to the restaurant <laughs> um that's that's robert by the way uh to talk to rocky paulie by the way says i made some connections i can make some money on endorsements can i do it sure paul you have zero connections dude get the fuck out of here and his son doesn't want him to fight and saying they're both gonna be a joke and whenever you're famous and all that it that's all people think of with me and like no one ever likes me for me. It's you're casting a shadow and all this stuff. And then Rocky rattles off that, that great speech about it ain't about how hard you hit and all that. Um, it is a great speech. I'm sure lots of folks can learn from it actually. Learn from this fictional character, this bumbling guy. You know, he's got some, got some good things to say from time to time. Maybe listen to him. It's a good speech. I won't do it justice. So I'm not going to try. Go, go Google it. Rocky Balboa inspirational speech. It'll be the first one I bet. So he just walks away and says, "Uh, Robert, I hate you. Stop being such a loser. So he goes to the cemetery to meet his dad the next day. says he quit his job and just wants to be with him. So they start kissing and they start touching. And then we cut to Rocky training. What everyone's waiting for, huh? And Tony's like, what we're going after is blunt force trauma. Because that's all we got, man. We can't get in good shape. We can't run much. We can't... uh, do what a usual hitter boxer can do so we're just going after bombs that's how we're gonna make our dent in this fight so rocky theme here we go back to it he's running with punchy who looks just miserable to be there you know they tried this with uh butkus and it just didn't work there was a reason why they couldn't do it it's just uh, rule of thumb in show business don't put animals on the set you can't control them and if you ever see the outtakes of this he can't control that dog Um, So he's doing deadlifts, squats, power cleans, uh, stuff that I just can't recommend for a 60-year-old to do. Side note, y'all ever seen Sly on Instagram posting workout videos? It it makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, you're going to rip something off of its socket or something. Something bad's going to happen to you. You need to stop it. So he's drinking eggs again, uh, one-arm push-ups. He's hitting the meat. He goes up the steps, and bam, we're ready to go. And we cut to the uh, weigh-in. And I guess Mason just forgot to hit the gym or do a sit-up. He looks like shit, man. And uh, we got a Leroy Neiman cameo. Don't think I don't think I missed that. I I see all Leroy Neiman cameos. Leroy Neiman, he's painting Apollo and Rocky II training. He's the announcer for the Rocky III uh, Thunderlips fight. Um, is he is he the announcer for Rocky Clubber Part One? I can't. I think he is. Rocky Apollo. I mean, uh, Apollo Odrago, Union Kane, Tommy, and now here. So, Leroy Neiman, bam. You know, I have a Leroy Neiman in my house, actually. It's not an original. It's a print, but it's a very nice print. And that's my Leroy Neiman story. And that stupid bald guy, who I hate, again, like, you know how much money's in this? A lot. Thank you. We get it. We know y'all's intentions are just about money. We understand. You don't have to spell it all out to us. And uh, Dixon goes up to Rocky and says, I'll carry you as long as I can. We'll give him a show. But if you start to fuck around, like if you start to hit me low or do some, you know, I'll, I'll get you out of there quick. Ain't nothing over, is over. That's a little Yogi Berra uh, quote, if anyone couldn't place it. So that night, little Marie comes to his room um, to give him a picture of Adrian. And I think they just go to his room and just start banging. Something like that. I, I, that's what I got out of it. That's That's what I took away from that scene. And gives him some little, I don't know, Heartfelt comment. <laughs> <laughs> Sinjin Smythe, did you watch the fucking movie? Ah, uh, yeah. The, the last thing to go on a fighter is his heart, or something. And She gives him a kiss, and Rocky's having none of it. His lips don't even move if you if you really watch closely. It reminds me of uh, Sinjin Smythe in college trying to plant a fat one on the, on the ladies, and the ladies would be so not into it that their their face wouldn't even react. You know so that's why I didn't want to explain it because it's, it's a traumatic part of Sengen's Smith's past a past full of rejection uh, anyway so to the fight I love that little intro I've rewinded this so many times the the flashbacks of Rocky whipping everyone's ass uh, which is sucks because there's no Apollo in it because uh, Carl Weathers didn't give his permission for, to use his likeness or whatever which is a real shame because that just seems uh, it's just such a huge missing part to all these highlights is there's no Rocky Apollo it's his most famous fight probably so they're talking about Rocky and the current underappreciated heavyweight champ. And Spider Rico's saying a prayer. Thanks, Spider. I appreciate it. How many times in this movie do they say either, I appreciate it or I understand? You get you count for me. It's a lot. I just noticed it this last time. It's a lot. So Rocky comes into the, crowd, the ring. Mason comes in, gets booed. It's a fight. It's a fight. Mike Tyson's there for whatever fucking reason. No clue talking shit to uh, Kevin Hart, whatever that is. Um, so these are like all extras. Like they, they filmed it in Vegas. I mean, that is fantastic. Like, if I was in that crowd that night, you better believe y'all would see my balls in that movie. They say, oh, look in the back there. it's Smite's balls. They're weird looking. So they're doing the announcement. The referee goes over with all the rules and all that. Joe Cortez. I mean, if if Filippo isn't there, then that's not a sanctioned fight in my eyes. I need the Filippo stamp of approval before I believe a fight. But, you know, whatever. I guess Joe Cortez is fine too. After all, he's firm, but he's fair. And it of the Lucky Seven Tavern and that girl's watching from earlier. She calls her boyfriend. Hey, where you want to go for the fight tonight? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Lucky Seven. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We go there every night. Let's go watch it there. So the fight starts. Round one. Ding, ding. And Rocky's just getting his ass waxed, man. Rocky gets a few in here and there. And they just randomly start, like, throwing nonstop punches at the end. Like, with no defense. Now, granted, like, it's... it's, Whatever, it's a Rocky movie. It's not a realistic fight, but... It's just... (laughs) Like, who is doing this? Just no... You're just swinging constantly, but both people are. And yeah, his manager's yelling at him after round one. Give the man respect. What about my respect? Again... Spelling it out for us that he's going, trying to get his respect. Uh, Balboa landed 9 out of 13 and Mason landed 59 out of 69. 69! <laughs> so Mason's kind of pissed that he was landing some punches and stuff. And he says, I warned him. As in like, all right, I'm in it right here. So he knocks Rocky down right away uh, and almost rocks Rocky down again where he was like actually hurt. And then Ox, like, knocks him down again. And I think Stallone said, like, I was actually knocked out in real life. Like, my bell was wrong. I didn't know where I was. His second, it's the one, like, where he tries to get up and just can't. I mean, Sly must have been thinking, man, fuck this, dude. I changed my mind. (laughs) Plan B. Just barely miss me from here on out. And we'll put in, like, some cannon fire in post-production like we used to. Because with this fight, like, they went for, like, you have to make actual contact. Like, so they're actually punching each other in the face and then putting in, like, realistic sound effects. So they are just getting their ass kicked the whole time. So anyway, they keep fighting, and uh, Dixon ends up breaking his hand, and Rocky starts waxing his ass. A lot lot of ass waxing going on. And knocks Dixon down. A lot of body shots. Gets pretty great right there. Uh, And then just keeps whipping his ass after that, because he can't use his other hand. Bell rings. Tony falls down. Everyone's laughing. They're having a good time. And we get uh, that Bill Conti music. And it's montage time, y'all. Y'all know what time it is? It's montage time. Dixon's trainer's like, you know, your hand's gonna go numb in a couple rounds, but you know, until then, like Balboa's, you can't use it, so Balboa's kind of got the edge here. So he's hurt, and now Rocky can do some damage, and it's pretty great. It's like, all right, now it's like a switch has been flipped. You get the Bill Conti music, now it's like, all right, dude, let's, let's, let's fucking do this, man. Let's see if I can make a run at him, and this montage is pretty solid, and then I think around like round six or something like that, he can throw it again, we start getting flashbacks. The concussions are having some odd effects on them. The brain damage, you know. You, you read the doctor's report. It's not so good, but we can get around it. And they kind of go back and forth. And then we go to the last round. You like how I just breezed over the, <laughs> the whole the whole fight? Went from round two to the last round. Um, and Rocky gets like almost knocked out. And then it does that uns- inspirational speech and all this stuff. What is it you said to the kid? great finale. It's, it's, it's a pretty good time. And, um, bell rings. You get the old music from Rocky one. Dixon got on the site training and courage. Okay. We get it. We understand what's happening. The beast is gone now. It's out. Yes. Thank you. And Dixon gets the decision, but Rocky walks out and he's the true champ. You know, he's the, he's the real winner, right? Just like Rocky one. And he's, waving in the crowd, everyone loves him. He did exactly what he came here to do. Any little th- closure he needed, anything he needed to get out of his system, he got it out of his system and all is well. I wonder if at the end of this fight, you know, Clubber and Drago and Tommy you're watching at home like, this motherfucker, he's still around? Spotterico, he's still around? So we cut to the cemetery. He's got like actual clothes on, like a collar, no hat. And apparently like, it means that like, he's moved on or something. And then, uh... Says, you, Adrian, we did it. And he walks away and he kind of like disappears. And it's the last shot. In the credits, it's like fans running up the Rocky steps. But then it cuts to actual, like Sylvester Stallone, as Rocky, obviously, in his gray sweats on top of the Rocky steps. And he's got his hands behind his back. And he said it, this was the last day they filmed. And this was the last scene was the steps. So in his head, this was the last time he was ever going to be Rocky Balboa. And he was on top of the steps, hands behind his back just staring off in the distance and it was snowing. And it's one of the best shots, best pictures I've ever seen. I want a print of this and I'll hang it up. It's like the most touching, wonderful thing. If you know, like, the behind the scenes, this is the last, what he thought at the time, the last time he'd ever played this character. But I can't find it anywhere. And if you can find it, one of the prisoners out there, if y'all get it in the prison, send it over to me. Laced with anthrax, I'm sure. Um... So there's Rocky Balboa. Uh, Got pretty good reviews. I remember it doing a lot better than they thought it would the opening weekend and just in the box office period. Like it did really well. It was a success. And this kind of like jump started Sly's career again because he was in the shitter at this point, um, which kind of mirrors his character in the movie, which kind of every Rocky movie does, especially Rocky 1, Rocky 3, Rocky 5. And yeah, I mean, he went on to do another Rambo and then he got started getting cast and a lot more stuff and like he's had a huge I mean he's his career is doing great now um but before this he was not doing so well uh fans typically if you were pretty well certainly better than Rocky 5 um Stallone I thought Stallone did great in the role uh I just it's like I wish they would have taken this movie would have taken place when Rocky 5 took place like do this in 1990 or 95 or whatever some sort of I said this on Rocky Five, some sort of mixture of Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa. Well, send Smith, my this isn't a fucking cafeteria where you just pick and choose and just everything's all sunshine and rainbows. But yeah, it's like I was having a hard time buying that he was ready to fight. Like, how how long was the gap between Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa in Rocky Land? Like, was it fifteen years? Was it like five years? You know, I'm, I'm not like in Rocky Five, I bought that he could whip someone's ass again. In this movie, I'm like. Wait, that was a pretty quick montage and now he's just ready to fight and he's in unbelievable shape. It's like I wasn't, I was having a kind of a hard time buying it. And then the fight, now I actually like the fight a lot more than probably I ever have this last time I watched it. But like round one and some of like round two and ten, because they're doing so realistic and they're trying to like, they're like actually hitting each other in the face. Well, they can't swing full speed or they're going to kill each other. So you kind of have to take a little bit off especially Dixon I mean he's a professional so because of that you kind of you get the feeling like they're barely swinging sometimes. It's like I'd almost prefer the club or Drago fight where people are taking real swings and they're just kind of barely missing. I mean you know that they're not quite hitting each other but like I don't know it's kind of the price you pay for going so realistic is some of these shots don't look so great um, Robert uh, Rocky I gave him so much shit I thought he was actually pretty good It um, was a good character. Polly was fine, I guess. Uh Little Marie was okay. I like Steps, I like that whole storyline. Seems like Rocky gets a, a mentor every movie and it's not his son. Tommy, it's Steps, it's Adonis. It's like, hey, why don't you stick to your kid, man? Home team, bro. Overall though, I liked it. The dialogue, I've talked about that the whole time. It just seemed forced and like the expository dialogue. Kinda of bugged me here and there. Overall though, dude, like it's a huge improvement over Rocky V. It's a good time movie. Um it's great to see Rocky again. I think the fight was solid. I didn't walk out thinking like, what was even the point of this movie? Like they really didn't even make this movie. There was some story to tell and I'm glad they made it. I just, like I said, I I wish they'd have gone this route for Rocky V and could have ended it that way. And not so much later when he's like 60 and he's that old. But other than that, man, I I can't have everything I want. You know, I've got so much already. I can't have everything. So there's it. There's Rocky Balboa. Fun facts? I don't think, I'm not sure if I have any fun facts. Oh uh there's a here's a fun fact just off the top of my head. Stu Nahan was the announcer of the computer fight. Ah, what about that? That's pretty fun. I mean you, you want you wanna talk about fun. That's a fun fact. Alright, next time we'll do uh Creed or yeah, Creed. Alright, see what i From my life Starting now it's gonna have more girl. Do the take it back. Do the tip if I just take it back. Do the tip I just push you back. Do the tip I just love you back. Do the take it back. Do the do if I just love you back, girl.